Welcome to Suicide Buddies. Before we get started with the episode, I just want to say, Hampton and I joke around on the show a lot about suicide because we're very comfortable with it, because we've thought about it a lot and dealt with it in our families. We're not making these jokes to make light of depression itself or the act of suicide. So just please know that while you're listening, we're on your side. We're doing this to help. And if you really are suicidal, if you're feeling that way, please, I can't urge you enough, call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Helpline. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're amazing. They will talk you through it. You do not need to do it. Stay here with us. Glad you're alive. Suicide buddies. Oh no, Dave's jaws <laughs> dislocated. No, what do you what do you mean? <laughs> I'm Dave Ross. Uh, <laughs> you know what would have been fun is if what? Forrest Gump had talked with some sort of like lisp. Lisp. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly when people have left the theaters. <laughs> this man has nothing to say. <laughs> He's not going to teach me anything about life. So you're saying a movie about a severely learning disabled man Mm -hmm. would not have been believable if Mm -hmm. he had a speech impediment. I'm telling you, that is the final line. Because in the whole movie, yeah, in the whole movie, he's just like, I don't want to Vietnam, and Vietnam was pretty scary. But and it's like, oh, like you could follow it. But if he was like, Vietnam was like the weirdest part of my life, you'd be like, oh no. Yeah, that's true. Just too many things to absorb. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite scene of Forrest Gump uh, <laughs> when he gets uh, jerked off in that uh, dorm room. Oh, yeah. It's very creepy. That was fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, college was weird. Dude, I love college. Rush week when you had to jerk off Forrest Gump. Yeah, you dude. Rushing, remember? Yeah, it's called jennying. <laughs> In this frat, we do jennying. Jennies once a week. You have to jerk off a severely mentally disabled man. It's the only way you're gonna make uh, you're gonna make the frat. Jerk me off, dude. I have a learning disability. <laughs> I, dude, I love I love Forrest Gump. I love it. I and watched I've... it so many times as a kid. Yeah, and I literally didn't catch that Jenny died at the end until like the twenty fifth viewing. That's not true. I Come swear, on, where I would somehow always go take a piss at the end. What I'd miss it? And I'd be that <laughs> is such a like, major part of the movie. <laughs> No. That's unbelievable. Know, There's nothing like you're not kidding. I'm not redeemable in this moment. I literally didn't catch on. My friend and I would watch what? the same like five movies all the time, and for some reason, I would just always be in and out of the room, and I missed it till like year, like two years into it. I was like, "Whoa, she's dead, <laughs> dude!" I can't even tell you. I am so blown away right now. <laughs> I know. I'm this almost is like unbelievable. I should, be, I should be talking to strangers on a like a bus bench. <laughs> I had a My friend life is fucking insanely stupid. <laughs> I had a friend in college who sold uh coke like a lot of cocaine and he <laughs> Pablo Escobar. He li- My friend Pablo <laughs> he uh, his favorite movie was Scarface, but he always told me, but I've never seen the second half. I <laughs> 
I'm not the interested. Is, the world is yours, and that's all I know. <laughs> you just sell drugs, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically playing uh, GTA Fi- Vice City, just the good parts. Yeah, just and then you beat the game. You beat the game. That's the whole point of selling drugs <laughs> to win. I feel like Trump probably just saw the first part of like. Scarface, Steel Magnolias. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had an interesting email from a fan. Oh, really? Um, I oh, highly yeah. doubt that. Yeah. No, Hampton <laughs> has no respect for our fans. <laughs> no regard. By the way, this is Suicide Buddies. We said that. But, you know, uh, please uh, rate us on iTunes and review and subscribe yes, and all please. that stuff. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's Entourage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, except I'm really, really hungover and tired, so I said, oh, yeah. (laughs) That is a good point. Dave is actually very hungover. Very hungover. uh, Which is like something you never really saw too much of in Entourage. No, not much of a hungover Dave. Dave, when I was on Entourage, I was on fucking point, dude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those were your best years easily. Absolutely You were man. just rooting for the Aquaman movie You were rooting for your pal to Hell get yeah. some cocaine I was always trying to get rights. Turtle to let me drive Yeah, get the merch <laughs> rights <laughs> um, Yeah, I went to the corporate uh, New show coming out New show coming out Our good good, good buddies Buddies, buddies, buddies of ours <laughs> uh, Made a show Um that starts on Comedy Central on... Well, it will have just premiered when this episode comes out. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's so funny. You should watch it. But well, I went to the party. Well, Dave, why did that make you uh, have all these demons you seemingly needed to uh, drink out <laughs> of your system? What, what, what? <laughs> That's a good plug for the show and all. But why are you sad? <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't emotionally handle my friends achieving things. Whoa! So I, shit. yeah, that's actually what happened was, um, I'm there. that uh, Lena Dunham was there, and we Jeff used, Dunham's daughter, yeah, the worst puppet of them all. Lena Dunham was. <laughs> Lena Dunham was one of Jeff Dunham's puppets, and she's just like, I don't believe this uh, rape rape accuser. I want to bury her. I will use all my lawyers to bury this woman. And the crowd's like, this isn't funny. This is a weird puppet. This is good. Bring back Peanut. <laughs> what happened to the racist dead body? Yeah. Dude, it's so great to just be able to say racist things through a puppet. Absolutely. And it's literally, dude, what do you, I'm just going to go through the streets. What kind of person do you have to be to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm my, one of my puppets is going to be a skeleton wearing a turban and that's fine. (laughs) I feel like, you know, like his wife early on, like caught him in his dressing room, like just with a sock on his hand, just being like, my wife's a piece of shit. And just like saying like awful things into the mirror. And she's like, Jeff, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, I'm building a career. (laughs) I'm building a dynasty. Getting ready. Shut up, Cheryl. Shut up. I'm going to an open mic and I need to impress (laughs) Sam Kinison. Um, uh, yeah, Lena Dunham. Oh, yeah, Lena friend. Dunham was at the uh, corporate screening, and we used to date. She's in my she's in my girl squad. Yeah, <laughs> so tensions ran high. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Lena Dunham's a little bit of a Samantha. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that means. I have no clue. I don't know anything about Sex in the City at all, except that one of them is named Samantha. Um, uh, no, I just... Dude, first of all, it was on the 70th floor, the first part of the party, and then the second half of the party was on the 69th floor. Hell yeah, dude. Um, and it was eyes wide shut down was, there. Hell yeah, dude. We all blindfolded and <laughs> fucked each other. Um, I would blindfold my anus so it wouldn't also so it be can't able to see, see yeah. what was about to happen. Yeah, you I don't want your brown eye to see. <laughs> That was fun to say for me. Um, That's a pretty stupid move. Uh, Two-floor party. Let's go down to the 69th floor. So silly, dude. I mean, I love those guys, but I mean, what? what? <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous, man. It was in Skyspace at the top of the U.S. Bank building, the tallest building in Los Angeles. <laughs> and with like a view of all of L.A. It was so crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just an open bar. So I was like, well, today will just be one of the days I get real fucked up. <laughs> and you had to take three elevators to get up there. And uh, the the people who were working, like the ushers and stuff, were coached to be rude to you as a joke, but they didn't tell any of us that. <laughs> oh no! So man. literally, on, really? I was like, you had to take your shit through a through a metal detector, and at the end, I was getting my stuff out of the like bin, and uh, this girl goes, "You left something in there," and I was like, "Oh really?" And she goes, "Yeah, your dignity." And I literally looked at this other adult and said, "What did you just say to me?" <laughs> <laughs> I will bury you. <laughs> I will ruin you. I definitely reacted extremely. That is so fucking. I fun. couldn't. You just believe start slamming your <laughs> head into the X-ray machine. Dave I, is uh, out of control, dude. I hate it when people slight me in public. Me too, dude. That's and so I funny. Do not telling. tolerate it. <laughs> <laughs> Zero tolerance. That's why I always wear my tap out shirt. And then you have I'm to. I'm always ready to tap out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm always ready to tap in. Uh, that's my thing. I like that their slogan, but just to off for a second, tap out. It's like, why Why is that the slogan? Like, should your slogan then just be like, I give up? <laughs> I surrender. That's true. I surrender. <laughs> yeah. Right away. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> if you touch me, I will fucking crumble like a bag of leaves. I often lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I often lose. Get me in the octagon, I lose. <laughs> <laughs> On TV, I lose. <laughs> Sorry. So that's fucking weird. Like, I mean, but you got hung over. To me, I find if I just drink clear liquids. You got hung over. <laughs> Dave got hung. Dave got <laughs> Drank and watched The Hangover Part One. That's two, actually what three. I mean. I watched all three, and so I feel like shit right now. <laughs> That's what makes people get fucked up, dude. Oh man, I watched The Hangover One, Two, and Three last night, and my head fucking hurts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> man, I'm having panic attacks. Uh, it's awful. That's so fucking. I funny. keep drinking water. Well, I just I also I find with clear liquids, you f you shy away from. Too harsh of a hangover. Oh, are you teaching me how to yes. knock at hangovers right yes, now? Absolutely. I'm 35. I, it's about time <laughs> you learned how to not get hangovers. Dude, I was just <laughs> hanging out with Alan Strickland Williams, and every 10 seconds he'd be excuse. like, You want to take a shot? And uh, like, I guess. Not an excuse. <laughs> and he is the devil. 
I said Alan, no a few times, and Alan then is like d- uh, dark magic. Yes, he he would love to get you fucked up. Yes, <laughs> and he succeeded. Also, I wanted to, like, right when I walked into the seventieth floor, there was just someone holding a tray with beers, and I was like, "Well, I've decided." <laughs> Uh, it's it's seven ten. I might as well start drinking. I threw my keys off the roof. Yeah, and they still landed in a bowl. <laughs> Fidelio, sixty nine floor, dude. Yeah, dude, go to the four twenty four. Go to the sixty nine floor. Go to the nine eleven. Nine eleven floor. Plane flies in. Everyone parties in heaven. Well, the building didn't have a nine eleven floor, but I knew what nine twelve actually was. You know. Um. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's relatable. Uh, getting fucked up at a party like uh, especially like these parties where they just give you like free open bar yeah i've gotten fucked up so many times totally it's like well i the clearly industry, have yeah. no self-control <laughs> but it's like the ever industry should know better it's like hey okay uh you got this project go forward but uh let's invite 60 to 100 of all of your most sociopathic alcoholic friends and just yeah. give them an open bar <laughs> And put it up in a skyscraper on the top floor and just see what, what happens. could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I was talking to someone about this last night. Oh, my buddy Chris Poole, uh, who's a, also very funny. Do you know Chris? Uh, anyway, he and I were talking about how, like, I mean, this is on the top floor of the tallest building in LA, the Nakatomi Towers. A party <laughs> paid for by Viacom with an open bar. It's so nice. And because it's comedy, there are still people there in sweatpants who didn't wash their face. <laughs> yeah, I jacked off like four times today. I'm going to get all the free appetizers and get fucked up. Yeah, dude. That, there is like, I, I just stopped uh, like taking those invitations. Like I stopped accepting like the last five. What like, do you mean? Industry party sure. invitations. Because I'm like, you just go there, you drink like. You know, a ton the of most, you, and you have like appetizers, and you know, you just don't feel great. You're just kind of like, yeah. well, you know, I could have like made something tonight, like a podcast about suicide. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, just for laughs is like that. When you're you're in Montreal for a week, I love that too. They're like, you're a new face of comedy. <laughs> we are going to showcase you to the industry. But right bef- the night before that, you're going to be in a bar filled with industry. And you've been told that this could change your life. Yeah. And then we're going to get you fucking blackout drunk. <laughs> and then Harvey Weinstein's going to fucking oh, side up I, to you and be like, Dave, let's be brothers. Oh, God. There were literally people just running to the bathroom to do cocaine yes. when I did Just for Laughs. Yes. And they were very open about like, cocaine in the bathroom. Go now. <laughs> yeah. It's there. Quick. It's Montreal. Who cares? Quick, please. Yeah. <laughs> I also found like Canada, like it's a little bit of a stereotype, like how nice they are. They're actually mm-hmm. kind of rude dicks a lot of times. And like in yeah. Montreal, this dude almost like ran me and like Ryan O'Flanagan over. Like we're in a crosswalk and it's we can walk through, and this guy's just like, nope, uh, sacre bleu. Like he's just like starts like coming in, and I fucking I hope start- he said sacre bleu. <laughs> <laughs> he started saying uh, le croissant est pure, je colle le foie, yeah. je colle le yeah. yeah, he started ripping his pubes out. And <laughs> totally, which is a French stereotype, I guess. They hate pubic hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, they hate it. I've I've talked to some French people about that. Sacre le ma pubes. 
<laughs> so he starts running through the crosswalk and I start kicking his car. Uh-huh. This, is the, this is the problem of allowing comics to just have open bar day drink. So I'm like kind of hammered walking through the streets and then a guy's like trying to like go through us. And I'm uh-huh. like, how dare you like kicking his car and then he gets out and I'm like already like walking down the street. Like, uh-huh. No, no, like no, it was fine. Wait, so this story, from your point of view, <laughs> is about how he's a dick? He's a dick. <laughs> yes, it's a crosswalk. You... It's my turn to walk. He's literally turning into uh, 16 people trying to walk. No, 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 you're right. That's a dick move. Yeah, he's but like literally forcing his way. Included in the story is you kicking his car. Yes, which I so you 100% know. think is justified. <laughs> okay. It's called street justice. Oh, oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Now I agree with you. you. Yes, you should conduct yourself... I will say I uh, got hit no up way. by uh, a sex worker on the street <laughs> of Montreal. <laughs> it was that guy. Um, His dick looks like yeah. a croissant. It was a skunk. Uh, <laughs> in fairness, I was dressed like a cat. Uh, <laughs> Paint had fallen down my back. <laughs> Karma. Uh, no, she was uh, trying to see. She wanted to see if I would have sex with her. And I said, I literally said, oh, no, thank you. And then she called me a gay slur. And uh, <laughs> she went to gay slur. Gay, you're a gay slur. <laughs> gay slur. Uh, gay slur. Pubes suck. Um, I love like indiscernible French. It's like, <laughs> all my cousins are French Canadian and they sound exactly like that. Man. You're talking a lot. Net. No wonder you hate French Canadians. I have a right. I have yeah, a right to you're kick allowed their cars. To. <laughs> I have a right to call their dicks croissants. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's okay to kick cars in Canada because they can just take their car to the hospital for free. <laughs> like, like in Cars Three, there's like a Cars Hospital. Carspital. Carspital. It's the Carspital. Car. Cars Four. Carspital. Oh um, no, he's got car aids. Yeah. We're gonna have to put him down, kids. <laughs> CP car <laughs> CPR <laughs> you know you guys get it uh, I'm super funny I've got carn sir <laughs> okay carn kids cans car <laughs> God, the worst level of carn, sir. Uh, okay. And then when he dies, it's just the horn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. I could literally Pixar, do this. Pixar, I dare you to make this. Yeah. I dare Pixar to have the balls to make Cars 4 where they get carn, sir. More like Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they keep making Cars movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, um, sequel to Up called Down. Yeah, dude, that would be fucking or, crazy. Or Downs where they all Downs Up syndrome. Yeah, there we go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they should make a Finding Dory prequel. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Fine. Pix car. Okay. I, I really don't know what's happening to yeah, me right finding now. Finding Snorri. Yeah, exactly. Boring movie about fish. Who gives a shit? I've cried during every Pixar movie. Oh yeah. I'm. I, oh I, yeah. I don't know why. I'm like, it is a movie about a fish. Like, I literally should be able to disassociate and be like, who cares? I eat fish. I'm gonna eat fish before this movie and after this movie. <laughs> Specifically, this kind of fish. Like I've never looked at my sushi and been like, I wonder if this sushi had autism. 
<laughs> I wonder if I'd be heartbroken if I learned this fish's backstory. <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't seen Coco. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know. This is so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna see Coco. I feel like I'll see it on a plane, and that's the new thing: is I keep watching these Pixar movies on a plane. I haven't. And the I haven't contributed to this cry. conversation in like 30 minutes. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm not here. Dave, you're just walk- walking around. You're like in a, alone in a bathroom just talking. Dave, you uh, literally walked in with a trench coat with a briefcase and you said, "I am so hungover." I did. Drop the briefcase and you said, "Kids, don't even look at me." Exactly. Well, I'm really tired from a hard day's work at the office. <laughs> 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 yeah, and my kids are really on my fucking nuts right now. <laughs> I always thought it'd be funny for somebody who worked in porn to come home and be like, I had a hard day at the orifice. Orifice. Oh, yeah, I get it. it. That's the joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry oh, I tried okay. stand up ever. <laughs> Hampton, it's all right. I'm sorry I ever tried to do stand up to people. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry for this podcast, quite I feel, frankly. I feel like those will be the allegations against me. He's like, he did stand up against me when I really didn't want to listen to his dumb jokes uh, about his life. Seven audiences now have come out against him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd believe it. We got to get on to our fucking suicide, but I do want to say this real quick. We got a really nice note. Uh, email us at uh, buddiesbuddiesbuddies at gmail.com. Guys, we love the emails. We do. You're writing so much. We got a lot of great suggestions. Oh, and this week is the first uh, email suggestion we got from, yeah. from someone. Yeah. Um, this is from uh, Matt Wilson. Sup, dude. He said, uh, <laughs> Sup, bro. Sup, bro. Um, bro. Feel like killing yourself, bro? Yo, dude. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show. Thanks, man. That's the whole, I'm not reading the rest of the fucking email. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Go out on a high point. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. Um I suffer from pretty severe depression and have suffered from dark and suicidal thoughts in the past and then in parentheses stable now, which That's is good. Good, good, good for you. Um this show really gives me hope and always lifts my spirits and makes me laugh. You both make me feel less alone in this world, so thank you. Oh man, you're Thanks, welcome. Man. Thank you. Dude. It's like thank the reason listening. we do this. Thanks. Thanks for everything you both do. My birthday is this next week on the 14th, um, and this will come out after that. Um, And uh, it would mean the world to me if you guys could shout out my happy birthday on the show. Thanks so much. Uh, P.S. Hampton, you are my favorite part of Mystery Science Theater 3000. (laughs) Yeah. Jonah sucks. Baron sucks. Uh, (laughs) I don't... (laughs) My favorite part of the show, the credits. And we really appreciate your email. Thank you so much. And we refuse to wish you a happy birthday. Yeah, no fucking way, dude. No way, man. Under no uh, circumstances will we, we wish you a very happy birthday. We wish you to have a crappy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you know why, Dave? Because it would set a deadly precedent. It would. The thing is that that's honestly kind of uh, honest of us. Yeah, I can't. St- I can't be giving out happy birthdays. Yeah, I don't have the fucking time. Well, my kids are on my fucking nuts. <laughs> I don't even wish my kids a happy birthday. They're so on my nuts all the well, time. They're all so, yeah, they're all like, mm, Daddy, can I have food? And I'm like, Maybe fuck if you, Daryl. My nuts, I yeah. could give you food and wish yeah. you a happy birthday, you but you're always <laughs> on my nuts. 
nuts. You're on my fucking nuts all the fucking time. Uh, you know, I don't work 45-hour days at the shoe factory. <laughs> Eating shoes. <laughs> I'm at the end of the conveyor belt yeah. just eating shoes for 45 hours. Just because I shamed your mother into leaving me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean I have to make you dinner. <laughs> get off my fucking get, get off my fucking nuts. Yeah, so no happy birthdays. We'll be giving out this episode or any episode. Hey, Matt. Happy uh, birthday, but man. We love, we love the shit out of you, though. Happy birthday. Yeah, um, happy birthday. <laughs> But we just want to make it clear that we can't be making a habit of doing birthday wishes. Legally. <laughs> yeah. Our lawyers have been very specific. <laughs> because then we got to supply birthday cake and candles. It's all like Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. We didn't get you a cake. Yeah. But. But uh, we. We will. We read your email on, on the pod, which is, I, I'm going to tell you, as sweet as a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Dave. <laughs> It's as sweet as a cake. We were sweet as a cake right now, reading your email. <laughs> and you know, it's hard to be reading emails with my kids on my fucking nuts all the time. <laughs> God damn, that's my favorite new thing that I'm going to do all the time. Uh, you know, I got my kids breathing down my neck and my boss is up my ass. <laughs> my boss is up my ass. My kids are on my nuts. My, my wife's breathing my- down my fucking neck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And would my uh, would my my sister just get off my balls? <laughs> my whole uh, I got people on my me. body. Yeah, my whole family's attached to me like lampreys. Those are the fish on top of. It. Oh right, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. lampreys. Uh, well, uh, they were in Jaws, Dave. <laughs> oh, never I saw it. <laughs> I don't like sharks. <laughs> what's that? What's that movie about, Jay Leno? I don't want to watch anything that evangelizes sharks. <laughs> Hampton sharks are our natural enemy. Yeah, they're our our natural Nazis. Sharks. You know, I bet you sharks are anti-Semitic, and they're. Just I used to live with racist. a shark, and he fucked me out of rent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry you had such a bad experience Yeah, me too, man You didn't call me for weeks You should share that story with the girl who lost her arm to the shark (laughs) The server girl You're like, oh, I get it Oh, I get it Uh, My landlord, he's a shark He fucked me out of rent (laughs) I fucking hate sharks Uh, Yeah, my ex-wife is married to a shark That guy's a fucking dick Uh, Okay all right, all right that's enough fun. Suicide. Yeah, no, let's stop the fun. Let's get into information. No more jokes. Yeah, it's info time. Um, uh, yeah, we'll be back in just a second after some messages. Um, but uh, this week we are doing, I'm not going to tell you anything about him, but his name is Pella Ingve Olin. Oh, yeah! Yeah. See you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I feel gross. I feel good. 
You ever heard that song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually see it when like somebody looks in the mirror and suddenly they're like a different gender or race and it's like a you know, summer comedy. They'll look in the mirror and be like, Wow, I feel good. No, no, no. This summer, Wait. Dave Ross is a b- 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 black man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're, you're talking about good. any Rob Schneider movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this summer, Dave Ross is Rob Schneider. <laughs> wow, I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob Schneider is the pencil. <laughs> Have you ever seen a pencil try to date a lady? <laughs> <laughs> I would just like that where it's just some man like finally discovering that he's you know actually gay. Like after years of like holding it in, he just looks in the mirror like, wow, I feel good. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Slight life change. Nothing yeah. nothing huh. too drastic. You've huh. accepted yourself. That's, oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this really warrants a movie. <laughs> He's like annoyed that it happened. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just feel like this is a thing that happens. <laughs> I want to know who that guy is, too. Someone who thinks that coming out of the closet is not monumental at all. Like... Oh. Well, by today's standards. Yeah, well, exactly. It's it's easy. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, I do it a couple times a day. Hell yeah, dude. I call my mom every day, come out of the closet, because she has retrograde amnesia, and I don't like her. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, please tease. Dude, that's terrible. Dude, a movie about a guy whose parents have retrograde amnesia, so he has to come out of the closet every day. Wow, I feel good. <laughs> every time. Every- <laughs> this summer, I'm gay. <laughs> it's not summer, mom. It's been, you know, like, time has moved on. I really hate that movie. Before we get into the thing, uh-uh. maybe it'll kill time. But fucking, um, fi- uh, maybe it'll kill time. Is that <laughs> gotta make sure to kill time? The podcast isn't long enough. People have been writing us at buddies, yeah. buddies, buddies at Gmail, complaining yeah. about the kill some the time. Pod. I don't know. Fifty first dates. That movie. That movie really bothers me. Oh, you don't like the movie Fifty First Dates? Yeah. Well, you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, but I just assume it sucks. She has amnesia, and then they like fall in love, and she just keeps having like daily amnesia. And he keeps going out he with her. He just like shows her a tape every time she forgets. Then I'm like, this is awful. This yeah. is like so tragic. Yes, and not romantic at all. Yeah, it's so oh weird to make God. a comedy about that. I don't know. Isn't that sort of what the Notebook is about? Yeah, like the opposite? kind of. Yeah, he keeps showing her the Notebook, and he's like, "Wow, you feel good." Uh, <laughs> this summer, Rob Schneider is the Notebook. <laughs> Have you ever seen a notebook try to have sex with a lady? Stop writing on me. <laughs> he's a book, I guess. Yeah. yeah, he's a notebook. Come on, man. I know what the notebook's about. Okay, this week we're doing Pella Ingve Olin. Um, his actual first name is Pear or Ped. I don't know. P-E-R. Okay. Um, I also, I'm going to say, there's a handful of names I'm going to have to say in telling this, and I'm going to get them all wrong because they're all Norwegian. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's actually pretty fair. They're all basically Ikea furniture for everybody who's listening. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they're all different forms of <laughs> Ikea furniture. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and in that vein, you got to put this one together yourselves. <laughs> I fucking hate that. Uh, This story's like IKEA furniture. Also, I forgot how to be funny. 
Um, this, this podcast is like Ikea furniture. It's going to break up a couple. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Dude, that's so true about <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> I'm not going to let you do dude. this, dude. I'm not biting. No, dude. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I'm not biting. I'm not biting. I know it's a bad bit. No, dude. Dude, whoa. Hold up. Men and women are different? But dude, we're all kind of like, like the same. And remember to tip your weight staff? Men and women are like from different planets. <laughs> <laughs> Like men are from men Mars. are from Uranus and women are from penis. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I go on the road with this. Um, <laughs> I'm killing with Aristotle today. You're killing with me uh, too. Well, yeah. So I, I and honestly, I had the same thing with the 9/11 thing. Don't worry too much with the names. You know, like. Okay. You, you made a good disclaimer there. Okay. Yeah, dude. Well, luckily, they all have stage names, so I'll just say the stage names. <laughs> Natalie Portman. Uh, yeah, so this was at an extra... John Stewart. <laughs> yeah, this is Barack Obama's real name, uh, Pele Ingve Olin, and yeah, he wasn't born in America, Norway. Um, okay, so this guy, Pella, he was the lead singer of uh, Mayhem, a black metal band in Norway in the 80s and 90s, well, and still now, actually. Whoa. Um, but uh, his his stage name, he um, I'll just say the suicide first. April 8th, 1991, he was in his house and he uh, slit his wrists and throat and then shot himself right in the forehead with a shotgun. That's like impressive. Dude, he wanted to die, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yikes. <laughs> Chick, please. Yeah, because I'm just like, wrist, like how do you even have the like I know. ability to then go further? Once, I feel like once I cut myself one time, I'd be like, ow. Yeah, and, if, I uh, get dirt, if I get dirty hands, it's, it's a no-go. Totally. If I prick my finger, I'm going to the emergency room. Uh, um, so, yeah, he was the lead singer of that band Mayhem. They were huge in Norwegian black metal. And, like, one of the bands that formed that genre of music. Um, and uh, his stage name was dead. Whoa. <laughs> he literally went by dead. Whoa. Norwegian uh death metal is the one where they wear like basically like slipknot makeup or they wear like paint yes. for the most part. Okay, so actually right? um so actually dead was supposedly the first person ever to wear corpse paint on stage. <laughs> um, what a liar. Yeah. What a no. fucking liar. Well the who do you misfits, think fits? Alice Cooper. Right. Well okay no 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 <laughs> Yes, but there's a specific way that black metal bands wear corpse paint and like mm -hmm. the to actually so dead he fascinates me. He apparently they knew about Alice Cooper and they would say in interviews this is not about Alice Cooper. I am he is trying to make himself literally look dead. Whoa. This guy would before shows, he would dig a grave and <laughs> bury his clothes in the grave. <laughs> 
And, <laughs> take so long. Takes so long. Dig a grave. Yeah, and he di- dug a grave, put his clothes in the grave, and the day of the show, he would dig his clothes up, and he did it so they would. He would leave them there long enough so they would start to rot, and they would have like a Ugh. death scent on them. Guys, I'm gonna be late for warm up. Oh, I didn't dig up my clothes. Uh, I missed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. My check. Sorry, I had to dig up my dead clothes. We gotta cancel the show. I don't have dead clothes. <laughs> I'm not. No one's gonna believe Everyone's me. Everyone's gonna think I'm alive. They're gonna hate us. <laughs> he literally, this guy dead, literally would tell people that he's dead. That's that, actually kind of funny because I'm always like yelling at bands, like say like ACDC. And I'm like, you all should be dead. You guys are dead. <laughs> Aerosmith, you all should be dead. And this band's like, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We are. We, we appreciate that. Thanks. That's the goal. Uh, he would. Um, he let, he joined the band after like a few years, right after their first EP came out. And uh, mm. that's when they got big because on stage when he joined the band, he uh, he had them take severed pig and goat heads and put them on spikes on stage. Oh. And there's this interview with him where he said like, "I hate having fucking posers in the crowd." <laughs> and so apparently they did some some show of like 300 people in the crowd, <laughs> and they wanted to figure out who were their real fans. So they started throwing the severed pigs heads at the crowd, uh. and it whittled them down to 50 people. And he was like, "That's dope." <laughs> Uh, uh, everyone's a poser. The only real audience are dead. Yeah, I need to just go perform in a graveyard. You fucking honestly like, weird. He uh, he would cut himself with broken glass and knives on stage. I mean, um, he hmm. he would keep dead birds under his bed. Oh, uh, he would one, watch The Crow every night. Yeah, he was that yeah. cool. He loved Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> He loved it so much, dude. He was super goth. Here's how uh, here's how dark this dude was. He had a Jack Skellington thigh calf tattoo, and he had so many black light posters. Oh fuck! Oh my god. Um, he. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad. I was making fun of this guy. I guess. No, you you uh, you won't. No, uh, <laughs> really. Well, actually, yeah. It's he's a a, he's a no no no. He's a tragic character for sure. It's the actually the a lot of the people around him that are fucked up people, but. uh he uh, at one point on tour he found a uh, dead crow and then he put it in a plastic bag and just kept it with him all the time hmm. and then he would sniff it before he went on stage to perform because he wanted the uh, like uh, particles of death in his nose. <laughs> he would literally tell people that he believes he's dead, that his blood is frozen, that he's not of this world. He legitimately thought he was dead. There is kind of a mental illness where you think you're dead. Oh, interesting. Really? But, but it's like, I mean, that's pretty severe, and who knows what this guy, you know, was going through, but... All his friends said weird. he was, like, very noticeably depressed, too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That'd be weird if he was like, he is the he's nicest guy off stage. Super nice. Yeah. yeah. He offers everyone to sniff the dead crow. He kept his job at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the He just squad. likes it. He just loves it. Um, Hi, are you having any trouble with your mark today? Uh, have you uh, contemplated maybe killing yourself and entering another realm? <laughs> fucking a succubi? No? Okay, well, we can upgrade. We can upgrade your system. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to give you some quotes of uh, some things his friends said about him, but first I have to like give you their names so you know who they are. The rest of his band, um, the guitarist from Mayhem, his name is Oystein Arseth, uh, he goes by Euronymous. That's a cabinet from Ikea. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, all right. I won't do anymore. <laughs> uh, the bassist, Yoin, uh, Yorn 
Stubberud. He goes by. He went by Necro Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> that's a. That's cool. That's it's a really Necro cool name. Butcher is dope. Yeah, that's really cool. And then uh, the drummer Jan Axel Blumberg went by Hellhammer. But nah, so Euronymous owned a record store in Oslo, which is where all of the black metal bands hung out, hmm. um, including the guy from Dark Throne, Fenris, who uh, there's a great movie about this called um, Until the Light Takes Us. And you can find it for free on YouTube. You should watch it. It's so I good. I think I've seen it, but it was like years ago. Uh, it's great. And so, yeah, they all hung out at this record store that Euronymous owned. And some of the other bands were um, Emperor... And Dark Throne, like I said, and Emperor and Burzum. The Killers. The, yeah, dude. Muse. Britney Spears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking so funny. Burzum uh, was a band, but all my friends just call the lead singer Varg Virkinis. Uh, they just call him Burzum, even though he went by Count Grishnak. So I'm just going to call him Burzum. Uh, okay. Then there was this other, another guy you need to know. His name is Faust. He was the drummer for uh emperor um just a little bit of a glossary okay. you know uh so here's some things that these people said about um uh about pella about dead euronymous said i honestly think dead is mentally insane which oh. other way uh which other way which other way can you describe a guy who does not eat in order to get starving wounds or who has a t-shirt with a with funeral announcements on it here's the thing you're going to fu- euronymous Seems like a really, really bad person. <laughs> uh, everything I know, I've read about him. Yeah, uh, but he's like given the straight truth right now or something? No, he just, you'll see. I'll. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people that think that um, Dead's suicide has a lot to do with Euronymous. Oh, okay. Um, and after Dead's suicide... Euronymous and Necro Butcher stopped being friends because Necro Butcher fucking hated how uh, Euronymous acted about his suicide. Uh, <laughs> even though we are st- we are st- gonna stop being demon friends together. <laughs> yeah, Euronymous, I don't like you, Necro Butcher. Necro Butcher. These people, for frame of reference, from what I know, don't they like set fire to churches and shit? Like Euronymous did. Like it's just yeah. like, and then you're gonna be like, you know what? You were not chill to me, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Like, you're going to be petty? Well, but, okay, so that's the thing. They weren't all uh, burning churches, mm-hmm. but the most extreme of them were. Um, and uh, and that's why, I think that's why Necro Butcher, like, dipped out. Uh, okay, so yeah. I'll just tell you the story. Hmm. So they the band moved to that house in the middle of the fucking woods in Norway to have a practice space, but also to, like, be people who are in the woods, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, when they moved there... Two things happened. The first is that um, Dead was just getting more and more and more depressed and just started cutting himself in front of his friends so much that they would have to like they would tackle him and hold him down and like patch him up so he wouldn't die. Whoa. And Euronymous thought it was funny Mm -hmm. that he was becoming suicidal. Mm -hmm. And like there are people that say that Euronymous encouraged him to commit suicide. And there are people that say Euronymous left purposely left him alone in the house so he would be able to kill himself Whoa. the day that he left him in the house. It's almost like you're almost like trapped in this code of like death metal where you're like, yeah, it's, it's only way, it's metal, metal if I tell him to. It's yeah, black it's only metal. Bla- it's only black metal if I tell him to kill himself. It kind of. Yeah. Right? Like you can't ever stop. I don't know about these guys too much, but they really don't break character that much. Well, it's they truly set. are like they 
truly like this shit and believe this shit. Not all of them, but like yeah, yeah. Euronymous and Burzum. It's a lifestyle. It's particularly. A, it's a whole thing. Yeah. They're also all like super racist and homophobic. Like hate black people and gay people. It's crazy. The devil does not like gay black gay people. He likes a, a nice affordable furniture. I hate gay people. Hold on. I have to put on my makeup. I have to put on my makeup and build a, a furniture, but the please, the furniture. It, it, it cannot be sold to any uh, black people or any uh, gay black people. Uh, so, the other thing that happened, and this story is funny, um, like, Dead and, I couldn't find all the details, but Dead and Euronymous were, like, really getting on each other's nerves living together to the point that Dead, at one point, was like, fuck this, and slept in the woods because he didn't want to be in the house. Whoa. And the reason he was pissed at him that day is that Euronymous kept playing synth music, and Dead hates synth music, <laughs> and he kept telling him to stop playing, and he kept playing it, so he went out and slept in the woods, and then while he was sleeping, Euronymous walked outside and just kept firing off a shotgun. <laughs> 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 this is a real odd couple. Dude, it's so crazy. <laughs> this is a real uh, odd relationship here. I mean, so then yeah, dead kill like friend is fucking with you too much, man. It really seems like Euronymous was like a, and dead just uh, seems to have like clear mental issues need to be taken he care. He definitely of. has depression. Yeah, very very yeah, mental severe mental issues. Um and Euronymous is like a sociopath yeah. or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, I, I've definitely. I've nihilistic <laughs> friends that you yeah. just are like, oh, I need to like get out of your no weird shit. dark orbit because like, you, you don't care. Yeah. Uh, so uh, then Dead kills himself. And um, I don't know with the best order. Okay, I'm going to read a suicide note. Um, because then, honestly, what happened after his suicide is what's really crazy about the suicide. But his, his, this is a suicide note. It's literally polite. Uh, he says, excuse the blood, but I have slit my wrists and neck. Aww. Yeah. Oh, that is sad. Uh, it was the intention that I would die in the woods so that it would take a few days before I was possibly found. I belong in the woods and have always done so. No one will understand the reason for this anyway. Hmm. To give some semblance of an explanation... I'm not a human. This is just a dream, and soon I will awake. Huh. It was too cold, and the blood kept clotting, plus my new knife is too dull. If I don't succeed dying to the knife, I will blow all the shit out of my skull. Yet I do not know. I left all my lyrics by let the good times roll, plus the rest of the money. Whoever finds it gets the fucking thing. As a last salutation, may I present life eternal. Do whatever you want with the fucking thing. And he like did he say let the good times roll like I don't know what that means thing in the middle like I think I left like, all my lyrics guys. by let the good times roll and it's okay. in quotes I think that's like a sign they had in the house or okay. something a poster huh. um, and then he literally attached lyrics for a song called Life Eternal and the lyrics are whoa uh, a dream of another existence you wish to die a dream of another world you pray for death I dreamed a dream of times gone by. To release the soul, one must die. <laughs> to find peace inside you must get eternal. I am a mortal, but am I human? How beautiful life is now when my time has come. A human destiny, but nothing human inside. What will be left of me when I'm dead? Hmm. There was nothing when I lived. What you found was eternal death. No one will ever miss you. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Savage. Fuck. Um, <laughs> man, this person definitely needed help. Yeah. And 
I mean, was not like around ex- people that were gonna get it to that's him. like an extended suicide note like the lyrics are just like yes. more of the suicide note just a more poetic version of how he felt yeah hmm. it's a shame almost he needed that it wasn't help. like a number one single this it was literally like this is maybe this is probably what we're talking about right now the most toxic environment in human history yeah <laughs> uh it's just because okay so here's what happened when he killed himself uh <laughs> uh i'm getting excited i'm just Sorry. imagining though like a hollywood producer though being like you know how they're always like, oh, we need a new sound. We got to get the new sound. And then they're like, they hear like the lyrics of someone who murdered himself. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that's like his suicide song. And they're like, ah, there we go. New sound. Yeah. People got to kill themselves. That'll work. <laughs> Every song, oh, got to kill himself. Of life eternal. Yeah. Oh, man. That's great. Someone just holding up the phone to a <laughs> black metal show. Yeah, someone <laughs> killing themselves. Hey, Barry, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Now um, steal it. So, <laughs> Euronymous is the one that found dead. Dead. Um, dead was dead. Dead died. Uh, <laughs> I'm um, sure we're gonna fuck up the grammar here, folks. So Euronymous finds him, and this is what he does. Before he calls the police, he goes to a store, oh, buys God. a disposable camera, comes back, takes photos of it, <laughs> and then calls the cops. Okay. Then. Hmm. He calls Necro Butcher and says, dude, you're not going to believe it. Dead did the coolest thing. <laughs> That's literally what he said. Dead did the coolest the thing. The coolest thing. He committed suicide. And Necro Butcher, oh. in, in an interview, he was like, and he's telling me this on the phone. And I'm like, are you fucking insane, man? What do you mean? Whoa. He killed himself. And he was like, and then uh, Euronymous said, oh, don't worry. I got photos of all of it. Holy shit. Yeah. He was supposed to, uh, so Hellhammer, the drummer, got the photos developed, and then <laughs> complicit. And then Necro Butcher told Euronymous, like, I don't want to see you until you get rid of those photos. Mm-hmm. And he told him he got rid of the photos. Then he didn't get rid of the photos. <laughs> Turns out he was a bit of a silly liar. And then one of those photos just one day happened to be the cover of a bootleg Mayhem live album. Whoa. And the rumor is that he mailed the photo to a guy from the record label that put it at, put out the record. Of course he did. I mean, in who Columbia. the fuck else you know, could have done it? Yeah. I yeah. mean... Who else they, had f- access to the photos? Other people say someone like broke into the house and stole them. But, like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a grand conspiracy <laughs> involving a cab burglar yeah. breaking well, into our shitty hovel for metal musicians, I'm sure. Well, but here's the reason why people could think that. As well, that album came out in '95. Uh-huh. Uh, Backstreet Ur- Boys. Euronymous was murdered in '93, two years after. Um, uh, what? Yeah, Euronymous was murdered in that house. Oh no, no, in his apartment in Oslo. Whoa. Um, okay, so he wasn't like around to maybe like make that call, you know? Yeah. Hmm. And um, so <laughs> fuck, dude, it's so fucking crazy. Well, yeah, Before I get happen. to his murder. Um, he uh, that there was a rumor that was later confirmed uh, that Euronymous used um, uh, Dead's brain, cooked it into a stew, yeah. and ate it and fed it to his friends, <laughs> and then took bits of his skull and made necklaces out of it, and then gave the necklaces to musicians he respected. And the reason that was confirmed is Faust the drummer uh-huh. for Emperor was like, oh yeah, I have one of those necklaces. And here's a fun fact. The Faust, the drummer from Emperor, 
1994, uh, was just walking through a park, met a gay guy, and stabbed him 37 times oh, because he no. was gay. Oh, These people are no. the mo- the worst oh, people. they're like awful. They're awful. Criminals. Like when I said they're homophobic. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa. Holy yeah. shit. Dude. Yeah. And so, so then like... Euronymous and that guy Burzum I was telling you about, who's also in the scene and around. Burzum was a big band in that scene. Euronymous and Burzum were burning churches together. Um, Burz- <laughs> you know, as a goof. <laughs> yeah, 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 for fun. You know, um, as a goof. Well, I saw in that movie they say that the reason is that they were like, they became really into uh, being Norwegian, which mm-hmm. is why they hated fucking black people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, because exactly yeah. no, and uh, they were into like old Norse, true Norse culture. Yeah, and they saw churches as having like destroyed the yeah. old Norse religion. They like. I mean, I could lo- I could see being like, I really want to be back into Thor. Yeah, <laughs> like it's big in the movies. Thor, Thor's it, back. Yeah, he I'm just, into Thor. He got like a kids Norse mythology book. It was like, dude, this shit is so cool, dude. It, oh man, Odin. Wow, he doesn't have an eye. This is badass. I mean, uh, I Artemis. guess that's what. The, I mean, like I arguably, I guess that's what they wanted, or just nihilism. That's the thing. It's just they literally like, saw Christianity. As having destroyed Norwegian culture, and so they thought it was their right to burn the churches down. I like that you'd be like, why does nobody like our creepy <laughs> death metal? It must be because of the churches. <laughs> like, why is this not massively successful? It's the Pope. The Pope is the problem. The Pope hates us. This, Why am I doing it in Italian? Yeah, this accent has really Pope, The Pope, he touches my baby. <laughs> The Pope. Uh, <laughs> Are you down with the, the Pope? pope. <laughs> hey, I'm the Pope. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, we won't have real justice until we have a Pope from the Kennesaw Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> hey, you're fucking blessed, motherfucker. Uh, y'all need to confess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm not getting in that weird fucking car uh, I want a Pope F-150 Put on the top of my Pope hat Put just Dale Earnhardt's name In extra big letters Make my Pope down. hat out of Bud Light cans <laughs> um, That's him shooting into his Pope the crowd at the yeah, Vatican. Shooting into the crowd of the Vatican Absolutely uh, Shooting JFK um, yeah, JFK was killed by a Southern Pope. It's true. No one knows that but me. Uh, look up WikiLeaks. I'm deep throat. Actually, I'm deep throat, you know. You get it. The Pope's against deep throat. <laughs> Pope v. deep throat. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so, yeah, Euronymous and Burzum were burning churches, and they were supposed to burn this one church, uh, and then they were starting to have a disagreement, like a legal disagreement about something that I'm forgetting. Copyright and- infringement. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my patent. <laughs> Honestly, like, yes. I invented the light bulb that was all black. No, like you're... <laughs> <laughs> so the room turns so dark no when you turn it on. No light comes out. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, if the room is too bright, you turn it on and everything goes dark. Yeah. So it's black, like like our metal. Now I'm doing like a Dracula impression. <laughs> 
that's actually probably the closest we've come. Um, so yeah, it literally was something like that. It was something about Burzum songs and like who had written one or whatever. Yeah, and Jesus so Christ, that uh, Burzum and a friend went over to Euronymous's house to like it was some meeting to talk about something, and then Burzum just fucking murdered Euronymous. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Wait, Euronymous wasn't the weirdo in that situation. Well, I think that they were both. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a fight. There was definitely a fight. Uh-huh. And Burzum, who is, uh, was jailed for murdering that guy and for burning a ton of churches. Uh, <laughs> and because the maximum sentence... It, Captain for, of the football team. Yeah. <laughs> prom king. Really good to his parents. Uh, most likely to succeed. Uh, he The maximum sentence for anything in Norway is 21 years. So he got 21 years in prison Tight. for burning churches and killing somebody. Dude, so you could like go to... Uh, prison as like a newborn and then you get out at 21 and you could drink Miller party 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 <laughs> they do jail babies <laughs> in Norway it's true they're that uh, pro-abortion that they start jailing babies yeah that'd be really funny jail baby yeah jail baby <laughs> jail. Uh, yeah baby you thought you could be born when you're going away for a long time <laughs> <laughs> uh, save it for your lawyer Shut up baby Scumbag You're a stupid baby Oh they got a lot of footlongs in prison baby Yeah don't drop the soap so baby, baby. <laughs> uh, But you're a baby so you probably will <laughs> You don't Babies have can't any hold motor stuff. skills <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't drop these keys either baby uh, Look at him he can't hold anything I love being a cop <laughs> Baby cop. Just arrested baby. I'm not a baby. I'm a cop for babies. Are you a baby <laughs> or are you a cop? <laughs> my, my baby. Are you a Mexican or are you a baby? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. I love to reference Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I love that movie. The scene, the movie everyone saw. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so... Um, Burzum says that uh, the reason that he killed Euronymous, I need to look up. I forget how he killed him, but uh, Burzum says the reason that he killed Euronymous was because when he got there, um, he uh, it was like a ploy. The meeting was a ploy to get Burzum there, mm-hmm. so he could tie Burzum to a chair and torture him to death. Okay. <laughs> and he claims uh, there, that there Euronymous go. came at him with like a shock, some sort of shocking thing. Gotcha. And uh, and then he killed him. But literally everyone else who knew both of them was like, oh no, for sure he just killed him in cold blood. Really? Um, which is like, at this point, it's like, who Either way. Have, then the guy who said that in an interview was Faust, the mm-hmm. guy who killed a gay man in a park yeah, for being like, gay. So it's like, yeah, yeah, who do you even listen to in <laughs> any of way, this? Either way, they were very likely going to try and kill each other at some point, it seems. Right, exactly. If um, you're fighting over the rights to the sh- shitty songs by your dead bandmate, you know, over what? Oh, that's right. He stabbed him 23 times. That's right. Two two times in the head, five in the neck, Damn. and 16 times in the back. Oh, and I got the... Um, Fuck that. Oh, I got the uh, chronology of this wrong. In 1992 is when Faust killed the guy in the park. This happened in 1993. And the reason that's important is that a, a lot of people who knew them 
thought that Burzum doing that was his attempt at one-upping Faust for murdering a random guy in the park. Dude. It's like jackass, dude. You got to one-up. Yeah, dude. Punk points, dude. <laughs> this is Bam Margera. Right now, I'm going to stab Pontius in the head. <laughs> wow. That's so funny. Here, Faust said about uh, dead... He's just so funny. I always think you're saying dad for some reason. About dad. Dad. Uh, Dad. Dad. Um, Dead wasn't a guy you could know very well. I think even the other guys in Mayhem didn't know him very well. He was hard to get close to. I met him two weeks before he died. I'd met him maybe six to eight times total. He had lots of weird ideas. I remember Arseth, who is Euronymous, was talking about him and said he did not have any humor. He did, but it was very obscure. Honestly, I don't think he was enjoying living in this world, which, of course, resulted in the suicide. Wow. Like, wow, you're a fucking genius. Uh, <laughs> Accurate uh, call. <laughs> yeah. The guy named Dead. Well, yeah, I mean, that, I feel like he had, you know, a uh, pretty severe kind of, like, depression and uh, yeah. mental illness that was just not being addressed. It was more like being reinforced by your So reinforced. Shitty, and you're you surrounded by darkness. Friends, yeah. Like, they literally would sit in Euronymous's record store talk about how they hated black people and gay people talk about how death was cool talk about the ha- how they hated swedish death metal which is true <laughs> black oh, metal I hates see. death metal oh that's uh, why i keep fucking up <laughs> dude there's so many people listening to the podcast are like he keeps mentioning <laughs> death metal. they suck <laughs> dude what if burzum loves our fucking podcast <laughs> shout uh, out burzum <laughs> You're he's cool. A, You're less cool, dude. He's a white supremacist. Um, yeah, shout out. You're cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Donate. Uh, write us at Buddy's Yeah, buddies. write, review, subscribe. <laughs> We're just so tapped out. Bur- yeah, uh, cool. Shout out. Okay, whatever, dude. We just need fans. All right, awesome. Um, yeah. No, yeah. He. Uh, it was like, that's why what I meant about it being the most toxic environment in human history. <laughs> Like you should watch that movie because like literally there's a guy who like didn't murder anyone or burn any churches, uh, who's being interviewed and he just very casually talks about how inferior black people are to white people. Whoa! Yeah, that was just like the culture that they had built, filled with like pain and darkness, basically. I guess it's like what's the, you know like what's the darkness? What do like, you mean? Like it's like what are you what? talking about? Well, I'm just wondering like it's just like it's Norway, right? Yeah, the standard of living is so high there. Oh, I meant like it's just like weird. Their culture that they had built between each other was filled with pain and darkness. Yeah, exactly. But racism and all kinds of hate and like literally (laughs) the color black. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Yeah, but I I guess I'm always like wondering, like, what's the you know, like usually like racism or something. You could at least like point to like, oh, well, they believe that because there's some sort of fucked up inequality. But it's like. Norway's really nice. It has a 100% literacy rate. That's true. You're like, fuck all these black people I never see. Yeah, totally. <laughs> They're never around. Norway <laughs> has I get my the... dick sucked by Bjork. <laughs> and, That's you know, such a weird... <laughs> I know uh, she's Iceland. <laughs> uh, they have, I think, the lowest infant mortality rate in the world. Everyone has health care. They all get arrested. Everyone goes to college. <laughs> they all get arrested. All the babies get arrested. They're all arrested. babies. Uh, and they all get arrested. <laughs> Everyone's a baby in Norway, and so it's like, why are there any problems? Your baby will be safe in prison. <laughs> They're so well off in Norway that there is a, a political party that's doing well, that their whole thing is trying to make it legal to pirate media off the internet. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I w- man. <laughs> I know. We are so far behind. <laughs> I, I We're just like, hey, could the government please stop actively trying to kill us? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we think that the Chinese BitTorrents should be faster. <laughs> I want to watch the Chinese rip of Wonder Woman quicker. We literally, our president is literally a Nazi rapist. And, <laughs> well, when you say it like that, so Dave, crazy, dude. When you say it like that, you make it sound like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, man. No, no, no. No, no, no. I did not mean that in a bad way. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. You're so right. I guess uh, that, that's my thing with this whole thing. I'm just like, what you're was just, wrong? Well, it's like they're just attracting, I guess, the most like sadistic people in Norway. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like to be that feel that alienated, you must be like really not seeing the larger picture. Well, there's another thing in there that like we haven't had a suicide where we talked about this yet, I don't think. We're like I also wonder if it didn't actually come from pain and strife. Like mm. like I mean it sounds like dead was clinically depressed. Yeah, there's some there. And yeah, some, and yeah, depression can come even if you're surrounded by happiness and we're we're raised, you know, very Absolutely. positively or whatever. Yeah. Um, but maybe like yeah, the darkness, the black, the obsession with that. Just they were nerds for that stuff, maybe. And like, then they all liked it, and so maybe it started innocently, and they were like, they just liked fucking orcs and swords and shit. <laughs> and then me too. <laughs> they got into it. Yeah. And then they started really getting into it, and then there were enough of them to validate each other really getting into it, and then things started happening where, like, Dead is cutting himself on stage, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we'll put bleeding pig's heads. Yeah. I'm just I think saying, the like, one-upsmanship you mentioned is very prevalent in this case. It's I think that there is a thing that happens, statistic. like, when you, you are surrounded by people who will encourage something, you can go way further down the rabbit hole than you would have otherwise, mm-hmm. and without maybe without having ever come from like difficulty in yeah. life at all, all of a sudden there are people who murder each other, just murder yeah. each other. I mean, cause like I'll say like country music has its incredibly dark like stories yeah. that are so similar to like any grisly thing you'd have in like death metal. And it's yeah. like with metal, I, I love listening to it as a good relief. Like it's not an everyday thing, but it's a nice like snack kind of music where yeah. you just, listen to super loud, aggressive death metal or something, you know? Sure. And it's a good release. And I just, it's funny to me because a lot of people go to metal for that. They find, actually, that like a lot of people who listen to metal are like fairly... Timid like, and it's, calm. It, it, timid, intellectual. Yeah, exactly. Because you're listening to this incredibly complicated, long music. Totally. You know, who would have the patience for that? I interviewed... When I used to be a radio DJ, I interviewed... Um, Alex, the bassist from Cannibal Corpse. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, it was, it was really interesting talking to him. I was super young. And I said to him at one point, I was like, he was like very soft spoken and, uh, and seemingly very kind. And he was like, I was like, do you mind me saying like, you're not what I expected? I kind of thought, even though I know mm-hmm. writing and liking death metal doesn't mean you're going to kill people. Yeah. Uh, I did expect you to be more intense. And he was like, well, yeah, it's interesting to me that we make horror music, is what he said. Hmm. People don't think the director of a horror movie is going to kill people, but they do think people who write horror music will. And I don't really <laughs> understand why. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's the image. Like, you have to wear... I think it all started with maybe, like, you know, Judas Priest and shit with, like, adopting, like, the, like... um 
S and M, you know, like pain yeah. uh, sort of aesthetic of like it might have started with mayhem killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning of metal. <laughs> metal started then, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's fascinating. I uh, I highly recommend watching that movie. I would imagine that there. If you're a fan of this stuff and you have corrections, please email me. I'm sure I fucked some this stuff up. This is the up. one where I was like, oh, man, talking about metal, there's so many things. Um, actually, yeah, totally. Metallica is a country band. <laughs> wow. Um, actually, Dave. Yeah, it's pronounced saunt anger. <laughs> um, by the way, this, uh, th- this was a... a Audience suggestion, not audience suggestion, email suggestion from a fan, but who's also a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Josh Lathy. He's a comedian in Oklahoma City. Uh, we're really good buddies. Shouts out. Super, we are buddies, buddies, buddies. <laughs> uh, and he's a super funny comic. If you're in Oklahoma, go see him. He's great. And Josh, thanks for uh, the suggestion, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll do a quick plug and we'll maybe get out of here. I, I have a road date. Here, uh, road date. I'll be at uh, Rooster Tea Feathers yes. in Sunnyvale, California. So, if any uh, Silicon Valley uh, people types want to come out February 8th through the 11th, you think uh, Zuckerberg listens to our <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Hi, I actually think that this is a very uh, interesting podcast where they talk about very interesting subjects. <laughs> I, th- I love that he just wears the same outfit all the time. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's cool. I love his <laughs> website, facebook.com. <laughs> Guys, go to facebook.com <laughs> slash Dave. Check this shit out, man. It's like, there's like hundreds of people on there. Dude, you, your friends can like post photos and then you can, you can say what you think about yeah, them. Mark Zuckerberg, please come out. Uh, because I will have the Winklevoss twins in attendance and yeah. they're going to beat the fuck out of you. We're going to put that little, uh, knit sweater around your neck hang you out to dry he's probably he's probably ruining the world facebook well yeah mark zuckerberg facebook oh i just call him facebook (laughs) who who didn't you say who facebook (laughs) no i just said facebook but you said he and then i said facebook wow who did facebook jonathan Um, facebook Facebook is my tagger name (laughs) uh uh, that was fun, dude. Thanks for talking about murder with me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. And please uh, write us more suggestions at buddies, buddies, buddies at Gmail. And uh, keep listening to the pod. Please. Please, <laughs> God. Uh, thank <laughs> please. you so much. All right, See guys. You. See you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, folks. If you're actually actively thinking about suicide, we would hope that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They do incredible work, and they are better equipped to maybe deal with such a serious thing. Dave and I love you, and we want you back each and every episode. Thank you.